Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. TMS is brought to you daily by and large by the support of our patrons like Lobert, Kelly, Samantha, and Joshua at patreon.com TMS. Coming up on TMS, he's bald now, but still cool. Sugar booger. Teletubbies taking drugs without all the expense. Play your holes and get out. Bongs and golf. Grumpy Furt Day Boy. AI created oil. Think of an accountant. That's what he looks like. <laughs> Arby's, the scumbag dinner. Got a nickel back from Kroger. Nice. An accountant is hanging with Snoop Dogg. I describe math metal. Burger King hates kids. Mushroom soup, super dump. Sagging profits with Steven and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I still remember back in the old days of computers when 40 megabytes was a lot. Jeez, Dad, that's ancient history. Did you have black and white televisions back then, too? No, and we didn't have Duke Nukem either. And if you're not careful, neither will you. Sorry. Busted. Mm. I'm kind of a scumbag. As you can tell, I'm eating Arby's for dinner. The Morning Stream. Good. Real good. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Monday, July 17th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Mm, Hello. Hi. Hello. Brian coming off a hot weekend, a concert going. uh, That's right. And it's been seven days of concerts, really. I mean, if you think about Sparks on Sunday and then the one that we went to Saturday night. But before we even do that, let's let's get this out of the way now for the recorded, for the non-patrons. You cheap bastards you happy birthday scott johnson oh thanks let's party oh that felt better at the end there anyway hey thanks (laughs) uh yeah it's my birthday today and i appreciate all the nice uh the well wishes you know how it is though i say this every year yes you do you want this this part to get over with as quickly as possible i'm grumpy about birthdays i don't know why i i I remember even as a kid not being super stoked about one's birthday except for gifts really yeah I remember like, you know, oh, that's a cool thing you got. Or, you know, I'd get like a boom box yeah. or something. Yeah. But most of the time, I kind of hated the attention. Sure. It's, it's weird. Most kids love birthdays. I don't know. I was just never really into it. There is one picture of me out there where I was like seven or something mm-hmm. where I'm staring at a cake while I'm being sung to and I look really <laughs> happy about it. So, so I'll keep. So that. there was at least one birthday where you where you enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. I was way into it. What I do, I like other people's birthdays. I get really excited sure. about those, but I just don't. Sure. 
Just don't care. That's funny. Then, then let us get excited about yours. Then, if well, you, if, thank you. Know, you. Do one to others. I appreciate that. I am going to go get a really good burger today for my birthday. So there's Ooh, that. Kim's taking I had lunch. one yesterday. I'll tell you all about it. Oh, really? Uh, 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 yeah. It, was it uh, 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 was it the concert it burger a, or something else? It was uh, no. It was, uh, the concert was Saturday, so this was me taking him into the airport, and we stopped oh. off at Bad Daddy's Burger Bar, and uh, there's a, a few of them here in Denver. I don't know if they're a nationwide chain, but um, they're um, they're local here. Three or four stores locally here, really, um, and they are awesome. Uh, really, really good burgers, fries, tots. Um, Looks like Alabama, Colorado. I'd eat that. Uh, this sounds great. Georgia. Yeah, there's a few all over the country. North Carolina. Oh, lots in North Carolina. Geez, that must be where they started because they've got like Oklahoma, South Carolina. Anyway. Them Southern um, people know how to make a fine burger. In Tennessee. Really weird, like weird state. Like it's uh feels yeah. a little scattered, but I guess it's all over the Southeast and Colorado. <laughs> Colorado, yeah. Just get one out there in the West. Why not? That's right. It's called a bur- uh, Bad Daddy's Burger Bar, and I had their uh, mushroom uh, mushroom Swiss burger. We were talking about Swiss cheese on a burger, if you, especially if you have uh, sautéed mushrooms. And then they also had like a truffle aioli with it. Yeah. It's just mayonnaise, folks. Uh, <laughs> it was really, really good. It was... Uh, it really uh, is just mayonnaise, right? That's all it is. Basically. I mean, it is a little, you know, it's a little... It's upscaley mayonnaise aioli, but it's... Um, I feel like I get yanked a, around. A few like, of the same ingredients. When people tell me that, I feel like I'm just getting yanked around a little. Like the oh, menu. So Claire says it doesn't have egg. That's oh. the difference. So oh. it's aioli is mayo without the egg. Is that the deal? Oh well, then what is? Then that's just oil, uh, isn't it? Just oil, just, then? Yeah, yeah. Which, guess what? The middle three letters of aioli, oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's oil with AI. Oh my gosh! Oh wow, we've split this conspiracy <laughs> wide open. Nicely it's AI created oil. Damn it. Uh, speaking of concerts, so real quick here before we get um, yeah. uh, 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 some of your tales of, of good concert going. Sure, sure. Get this funny text from my daughter the other night. So her and Dylan missed the... Uh, they were supposed to go see, of all bands... Um, oh, what's this? What's the band everyone hates? The Kro- Kroger-led band? Oh, uh, Nickelback? Nickelback. They got yeah. Nickelback tickets on a lark as a funny kind of dumb idea to just go see a concert right uh-huh. and it was going to be their first real date date since the baby was born but then this was the week everybody got sick and they got sick so they had to oh, miss their concert sure. no big deal it's nickelback it's nickelback yeah. but but a week and a half later they had tickets to see snoop dogg hmm. in concert with um Wiz Khalifa or somebody like that. Oh, really? Some other famous rapper type. Dude. Interesting pick for them. I mean, those two obviously go together, but it's an interesting pick for for Carter. Yeah, for Carter. Or, or, yeah, for Taylor. I would have been I would have been surprised had had they had. I don't know how they came about the tickets, and I know they're they're you know they're pretty chill about whatever they'll go see whatever. So sure. they were they were going to go see this, and they did. They went. Uh-huh. I get a text uh-huh. about, and we're watching the kids for them. It's just why why this is significant. We get a text in the middle of this from Taylor going. You guys, I'm totally weirded out. We're like, what's the matter? What's going on? She goes, Mark Barrett, and I'll explain that name in a second. Okay. Mark Barrett is at the Snoop concert with his wife. Now, Mark Barrett is my accountant. All right. <laughs> okay. And Mark Barrett, I've had as an accountant for, I don't know, it's got to, got to be like 20 years or something. Oh, wow. Okay. And he's 60. 
He's like 68. He's pushing 70. He's like, he's still just, you know, still rocking and rolling, but he's just pushing 70. Why so is this guy at a Snoop concert? Because he's not there with like a grandkid or any of that. It's like just him and his wife yeah. out there in wearing, wearing hoodies, rocking out to Snoop. I <laughs> really, oh, that's great. And if you saw oh this guy, you go, you go, he is the most white bread. Mark, if you're listening, I apologize. He does listen sometimes. I'm not saying this is a bad yeah. thing, but he's got very short, tightly cropped, very, very silver hair. Had He's had that since he was 40. Sure. Uh, very prim, proper looking behind, you know, what fits great in a suit. Just everything you think of when you think of an accountant. This is the guy. Yeah, you I was, think that's of. what I was going to say. Suit. Like I'm picturing a guy at a Snoop Dogg concert wearing a suit. He's got the, the, the uh, visor, yeah. like, uh, like a picture accountants having. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, He's a the tie nerd. is down a little bit. The first two buttons, or at least the first button, is unbuttoned on the the shirt. He's looking for for. Uh withdrawal slips mm-hmm. that he can't find yeah he's basically he's he should be this guy here snoopy snoopy poop dog he should be that <laughs> but he's not that he's he's apparently much right. hipper and cooler than i thought so he's out there just rocking out and and like nice. huffing in on the collective weed cloud that taylor described to me the place is so oh, i'm sure yeah. so weeded up like this cracked me up because she's like there are cops and security everywhere at this event. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. None of them cared at all about the drug use, about the about the weed. They sure. just let that happen. They're there for any kind of weird, you know, somebody gets violent or somebody, you know, assaults somebody or whatever. They're there for other reasons to be on on alert. And they're not going after I mean, people are lighting up in front of the cops. They got they're handing weed to each other in front of these cops, and the cops are like blowing it off. If there's if this wasn't a sign that Utah will be recreational weed within the next five years. I don't know what is. <laughs> because, yeah, geez. probably. Wow. Anyway, it was a really good concert, she said. She said it was awesome, but it cool. weirded her out the whole time that just like two rows behind her is our accountant. Is the ho- accountant. No kidding. In a hoodie yeah. with his wife. And they're almost 70. Yeah. Like, I part of he's not like- singing along to every single word <laughs> that Snoop Dogg says because that, that could be problematic. Yeah, like him singing doggy style or something or rapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I can't even picture it. I can't even. I can't even get around it. So, and I asked her. I said, "Were they partaking in the, uh, you know, the weed?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She said, oh, "I couldn't tell, but all of us were kind of partaking, whether we liked it or not, because it was so, it was just like a cloud." She said, yeah. "You could see the haze, and it's a semi-outdoor <laughs> arena, but the yeah. haze hung around." <laughs> Like toward the yeah, heads right. of the oh, people. Oh, I'm sure. Like a little cloud. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what we call uh, Red Rocks. Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> it's basically what it is, especially like, you know, when uh, certain bands come to town. Well, how so how was, uh, speaking of, I don't know if there's a lot of weed at Dream Theater, but how was Dream Theater? There was a little bit, like you could smell it wafting through, but um, uh, it was, all right, it was a really good show. So Hammond came to town uh, this weekend, Hammond Chamberlain, my co-host on Soundography, yep. um, because he was able to score not just tickets, but backstage passes for Dream Sonic, which is a um, three-band lineup uh concert uh, tour with uh, not just Dream Theater, but also Devin Townsend and Animals as lead, uh, leaders. 
Um, it does, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like a new Sega's got a new Sonic game coming out called Dream Sonic. Yeah, Dream Sonic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it easily could, right? Yeah. We're bringing back the Dreamcast. That's right. In pog form. Yeah, no, it's a. Uh, so, anyway, it was, uh, he, he had backstage passes because he interviewed the guitarist for Devin Townsend's band. A really, really nice guy. We went backstage, hung out with him a little bit in the catering room. And um, let me tell you, the catering room is. Um, a few round tables. One of them has scattered leftover Halloween candy and a giant aluminum tray of uh, mac, and, mac and cheese. Really? That looks like it. it's on the border of starting to dry out. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds like a really bad combo. Yeah. I mean, they had a refrigerator. I didn't see what was in the fridge, but it was like right next to a uh, coffee setup. So I imagine you could go make yourself some coffee and stuff. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so we... Uh, Went out there, uh, saw, cut, cut most of the Animals as Leaders show, and then all of the Devin Townsend show. Devin Townsend, incredible vocalist, and all this is prog metal, by the way. Mm. Uh, okay. As uh, Hammond describes it, uh, Animals as Leaders is math metal. So it's like. It's like I'm, like I'm doing a. <laughs> solving the things in parentheses first, and then I'm multiplying. <laughs> yeah, I like this. this is, I've never heard of math metal, but I like it. Yeah. It sounds cool. Um, they're all instrumental, animals as leaders. They were great. I really, really dug it. We continued listening to them in the car at, uh, on the way to the airport. Um, and then uh, Devin Townsend, incredible vocalist, except when he does that thing that I hate, which is the, you know, you know, the hissy. Yeah. yeah, Cookie Monster voice. Yeah. Uh, my my complaint about that, and I know there are probably people in the um, the audience who who like that stuff. Here's my complaint: uh, you listen to different bands; they all sound different. It's like, oh yeah, that one is uh, that band, and this band is oh like Bless the Fall, they're great. Oh, and this other one is uh, In Harm's Wake, and oh this this other band. And uh, then they do that, and they sound exactly the same to me mm. because you can't make that sound any different <laughs> between yeah. bands and it just it hurts my throat to listen to it and it's offensive to my ears anyway yeah. so Devin Townsend did that a couple times but uh, all in all really liked his show as well um, then we went backstage hung out with uh, Hammond's friend Mike came back out and caught most of the rest of the Dream Theater show and um, uh, enjoyed we sat there for probably, probably for about I don't know 45 minutes so we really liked that song and um <laughs> yeah. get it everybody one that's how long their songs go see, that's how long there's this that's how long their songs are you see they're long songs do they i mean obviously it's the big joke that their songs are really long yeah. but are they really i mean are they they're really long? not that long eight minutes nine minutes now hammond did tell me like we we're about to hear some song called count of uh egypt or not egypt <laughs> i hear some count of something <laughs> like it sounds like one Sunday of their songs. Like, count of something. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Count of something. And he basically said, uh, uh, we should go. This is about a 20-minute song. Because he was being very conscious that that you know it was getting late. We still had to take the train back. Uh, Tuscany, thank you, uh, Tally. Mm. We had to take the train back to, uh, who knew Tally was a uh, Dream Theater Yeah, this fan. is, I'm a she's, little shocked by awesome. this news. This is insane. Uh, we learn more about her every day. Yeah. Um, he's like, I know you've got film sack in the morning. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I, I think I'm done. And uh, you ready to go? And I'm like, are you sure? This is Dream Theater. Like this. He's like, oh, I can listen. I, I've seen them a bunch of times before. I really was here to see Devin Townsend, uh, Devin Townsend, et cetera. 
Um, so like, all right, cool. We hop back on the train. We we uh, rode the rest of the way back uh, home to Arvada and uh, beat the all crowd. in all, great show. Yeah, you beat the crowd, which is smart. Beat I, the crowd, which is good, yeah. I always do this. The thing I don't have normally when I'm at a, if I'm at a concert or some sort of late night venue thing, mm-hmm. I always want to go a little early, mainly so I can beat the crowd. I want to beat parking. Yeah. I want to beat traffic, all that, because I hate it. Right, and the train's sure, smart. Sure. That's a really smart way to do it, even though it adds yeah. a little time for stops and pickups and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never know when's the right time. This is where mm-hmm. I struggle, mm-hmm. which is why oh, it's well. nice to have a Hammond with you. He's like, "Well, this song's twenty minutes. We if we leave now, it's another fifteen before they're done, and you're really not going to miss anything." I mean, that's a great that's a great key yeah. to have. Whereas when I do it, I'm like, I don't know what they're doing right now. Is this the oh, last song? Well, this I can tell you, if you're not familiar with setlist.fm, Scott. Oh, I'm to, not. I don't to... ever use that. See, that's, well, I don't go that yeah. often either. But Go that's through how... and look at the set list. And then you can even figure out, like, it's it's almost like the Run P. Remember how the Run P app would tell you what part of the movie is the best time to go pee if you uh, have to? It's yeah. like, yeah. Oh, yeah, here's a here's a long talky bit with Tom Cruise and uh, John Voight. Go pee now. <laughs> this is a good, really good time. Oh. <laughs> You that's won't miss funny anything, you, I guarantee it. That's funny you bring that up. You've seen the new Tom Cruise thing, right? The new I uh, have, yes. Yeah, hearing yes. great things. I almost went last night, but got busy, oh, busy so with good. the kids. See it on the uh, I'm gonna tell you all now. See it on the biggest screen you can because yeah. it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's we're really, gonna, really we're good. definitely gonna see it this week. But with, uh, you know, if you're really anticipating part two of Dead Reckoning, me well, we'll talk about that when maybe when we talk with uh, Stephen Schleicher yeah. about uh, maybe take a take a chair for a while. Um, yeah, right. But, yeah. Anyway, but anyway, what, so, what was I saying? Yeah. I was saying, um, uh, oh, that I found out oh, yesterday yeah, knowing, that John Voight yeah. is, or Tom Cruise is older than John Voight was in that first one. <laughs> I believe it. And if you go look totally. at pictures of John Voight in that, he looks old. He looks 60-something. Yeah, and and Tom Cruise does. doesn't. What is going? What dark magic has been cast over the Cruise family? Now, Tom Cruise uh, sold his soul to Zenu. Uh, is apparently what Man. it is, and allows him to dance on couches and uh, um, and and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Knowing when to leave a concert is good. If it's a band I like, I'm I'm definitely want to stay and see the encores. <laughs> I never talked. Did I talk about the Sparks thing? Where I think they were playing a joke on us. Uh, the end of the show, they do their second or they do their encore, and then they're like, "Oh, thank you, Boulder. You've been great. We're definitely going to come back here. We really enjoyed it." And everybody's standing up and clapping, and they're like waving. Yeah. And then they you know, continue. We continue clapping, and then they, you know, they just keep, you know, putting their hands up like, "Thank you, thank you very much." Sure. And they just keep doing that, and right. they don't ever leave the stage. <laughs> and I think it's a joke. I think it's like, <laughs> how long can we make these people stand here? It seems like something they might do, right? Like it totally they, does because yeah. obviously they're they're big on the kind of the tongue in cheek comedy, and it's and I was describing. I leaned over to my uncle who was with me at the Sparks concert, and I said, "It's like the you hang up first, no, you hang up first. Like it's you know they're saying you guys leave, no, you leave, no, yeah. you leave." I love that. That's a part of Sparks I love. I've yes, never even seen them live, but I know enough about them to know that that seems like something they would they would totally do. It totally totally does. Uh, anyway, so Dream Dream Sonic, uh, good good tour. If you uh, if you're into that sort of music, go see it. Uh, talk Randy into it because he's really on the fence. He wants to. Yeah, he was really Apparently. on the fence Saturday when we talked about it. it seemed like he really was. was uh, yeah, that's funny though. We were supposed to record an extra film sack on Sunday or yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, we're just finishing. When we had literally just finished our Green Lantern just episode, Green Lantern. And we were yeah. about to roll into the next one, and right then, all three of my kids show up at the door, and 
their significant others and the two little babies and everybody's like here going surprise breakfast fancy breakfast dad morning for your birthday early because we can't do it on monday and i'm like oh shit so i had to leave <laughs> i thought i was just gonna go upstairs and pee and they'd all hang out but they had plans yeah. and so i was like oh damn yeah. it so i texted you guys and anyway I feel, totally I feel bad. that's that's what you you know that is the thing and we all said it that's what you should be doing scott not recording with us if they didn't have anything going on great we're happy to record with you but this is your family and this is as brian put it what are you gonna remember the you know time your family took you out for your birthday breakfast or the time you recorded a podcast with three dudes about <laughs> scary movies yeah well we already have almost 600 of those you know. Yeah, exactly. It's a fair point. Exactly. Um, well, anyway, yes. I'm glad you had a good time. And I assume, uh, just a quick check, that uh, Tina is well, uh, past the worst, all that stuff. Is she doing past all right? Past the worst. Still has uh, these random coughing fits, and she's still on the uh, oxygen. She's still tethered to the oxygen machine, but she's needing it less and less. So Good, good, good. Um, uh, much, much, much better. I'm looking forward to when I'm really old and i got to drag one of those around with me on a... No, you're not. I can tell you right now that it is such a pain in the butt. Like she, she opted not to go with uh, go go places with Hammond and I um, because of what a pain in the ass it is to haul oxygen around. And that's stuff. true. I don't want. I never so, want that. If I can help, you it. never want that. Yeah. You know, it turns out your lungs. We really take them for granted. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all this talking we're doing on the show today, our lungs yeah. are required to. It is the all coming out of our lungs. All of yeah. it. Without those working, Otherwise it sounds like this. Yeah, so don't take don't take your lungs for granted, people. Stop yeah, smoking. Yeah. Treat them, treat them well. Yeah, respect maybe, them. Yeah, maybe maybe cut down on the vape a little bit. Uh, what mm-hmm. else can we judge people on? Let's see. Uh, uh, um, uh, well, that's pretty much it, right? Move the, out of uh, L.A. Although L.A. is not as bad as it used to be. It's, it's just a stereotype uh-huh. now that L.A. has ter- the worst stuff you know what move out of shanghai china they got really bad <laughs> that's the that's the if you if you take nothing else from our discussion here it's mm-hmm. uh move out of shanghai Great. also this heat is not helping with air quality we're at 102 or yeah. three today or that's the forecast um and uh, st george is like 115 vegas is like 117 like yeah. be we're careful supposed to there. crest 100 here too yeah it's hot dude don't like it no sir i don't it is hot and unpleasant yeah but it is uh, we have low humidity here in the in the in the mountain intermountain area, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we got somebody. Some one of our listeners is coming from Charlotte, North Carolina, or South Carolina, mm-hmm. where, where North Carolina. North, Charlotte duh. is North Carolina. Yep. He's coming from there to here for a while, and he was like, "Oh, I was really hoping to escape the heat." And I'm like, "Dude, you are escaping the heat because yeah, you're escaping the the humidity heat. It, it's it's a dry heat here. It, it is a dry. It's the, a dry joke heat. Is, the joke is real. Yeah, it's a dry heat." It's a dry heat. Anyway, rest his soul. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> speaking of burgers, Still we got a us. we got a quick email about burgers. Yeah, uh, Aberist Andrew wrote in. It says I had to chime in on the burger topic Ar- discussion. He's, an arborist. From he's a tree man. Oh, arborist. arborist. Not, yeah. What did I say? Ar- Aberist. Aber- <laughs> That's wrong. That's completely wrong. Right. Aberist. They say the eyes are the first things to go, Scott. That's Good okay. Lord. It's okay. Oh my God! My eyes have gone. Come back and yeah, gone your again. guys exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they keep. They haven't decided keep, where they're going yet. So. Your eyes have been gone so long. You have a series of postcards from them for all the different places they visited. That's right. Their favorite song is that "Been Gone So Long" song from. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> anyway, I had to chime in on the burger topping discussion from Wednesday. Uh, was that? I guess that was last Wednesday. Uh, yes, you may think it sounds. Uh, yeah, he says you may think it sounds weird, but peanut butter. 
we ta- I thought we talked about it, but we we're in agreement. We like the peanut butter on a totally on a the peanut butter bacon burgers. Ooh, oh yeah, they're so good. Uh, it says there's a restaurant here in uh, North Northern Virginia called Ted's Bulletin. I like that. Mm-hmm. That it has a peanut butter bacon burger that is amazing. They have peanut butter on the underside of the up of the top bun, thick slices of bacon, and a tomato jam to finish it off. It's so good. Yeah, the that five seventy one place that I'm going to today that I always mention they have a a really good peanut butter bacon mm. burger. And for people to hear this and go peanut butter, I mean, you don't even you have no idea yeah. how good it is. It's so yeah. good. Listen, you know, you you think, oh my gosh, that's that's not something that belongs on a burger. Uh, ketchup is sweet. Right? Come on. Let's all admit it. You put ketchup on a burger, it's got a little bit of sweet, you've got a little bit of salty. Peanut butter, same thing. It's a little mix of the sweet and salty, and it goes so well with the meat and the bacon. Yep. And it's awesome. It's and good. there's a place here in Denver called The Dark Horse that's known for their peanut butter and bacon burger. Yeah, they're fantastic. Benjamin in the chat says, diabetic diabetes burger. No. <laughs> it's most, It's that's like a ton of like protein. I mean, the bread, sure, but it's uh, yeah. it's not like a big sugary burger. It's very, very good. So. Sugar burger. <laughs> my my wife used to call Nick that when he was little. Sugar burger. Sugar burger. Mm-hmm. Or, or booger. Sugar, sugar booger. booger. Sugar burger. Yeah, she loved it. Sugar burger. It's a southern thing, I think. I don't know. Must be. Can't explain Is it. There a, a kids show, right? Uh, uh, was there Rugrats? Didn't they call a kid, one of the kids on there sugar booger? Or maybe oh, not. Maybe. I watched a lot of Rugrats because my kids were. Also, I guess Tristan I could, would have been I could definitely be wrong then. Maybe there isn't a maybe there wasn't a mention. What was Tristan's before. big so Taylor's big thing was uh Barney and then Carter's oh, wow. was Littlest Play Shop and Nick's was uh Bob the Builder. Yeah, Tristan liked Bob the Builder. Early on he liked Teletubbies. Mm. I watched it because it was like taking drugs with all the expense. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it is like that. But, You're not wrong. Yeah, but uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, Bob the Builder was was big for him. Uh, Blues Clues, he was big on. Yeah, Blues Clues was big for my kids. Yeah, they have real nostalgia when they see that Steve guy. You know. Yeah, he was just here in Denver for the uh, fan expo. Was he? Uh, uh, he didn't, didn't see him, now. so I couldn't tell you what he looked like. What, he, what he's doing? Yeah. Yeah. He's just signing shit for fifty bucks a pop. That's what he's doing. Exactly. That's what he's doing. Which hugging hugging twenty uh, five year olds because that's the age of the <laughs> his greatest fan base. <laughs> I do wish that my kids would have had Bluey though, because Bluey is a revelation. It's the best. It's not just the best yeah. kids show on TV. It might be uh, one of my favorite shows on TV. Like that's all how right. We is. need to. I think we need to replace the uh, the other count. Yeah, how many days without another reference with the Bluey reference, Scott? Oh, my God, you, now look, I've got to barely watch Bluey. If you're asking me to draw Bluey in a Mad Max uh, setting, you're, you yeah. might get it. I might do it. Oh, good. Okay, I'd like yeah. that. I'd like I'll, that I'll do Bandit. I'll watch, I'll watch a Bluey. I'll watch a Bluey. Bluey's By the way, so good. Icor said, uh, talking about uh, uh, Blue's Clues guy. What was the name? Steve. Uh, my, uh, they're well, Steve, Steve was Steve the first Burns. one, and then yeah. you had uh, the other guy later. Yeah, the original, the original guy. Yeah. He said, he's bald now, but still cool. <laughs> and I'm just going to say right now, Icor, <laughs> uh, maybe maybe the phrasing should be and. He's bald now and still cool. And still, uh, still kind of, still. Still a little bit, yeah. He's still cool because he's bald. Maybe that's it. That's yeah. the phrasing. Yeah, uh, he's still cool. The baldness has made him cooler. <laughs> He's cooler. That's right, now. exactly. Yes. Okay, now we found it. That's it. We found it. Thank you. Yeah, watch out, you guys. You got to watch out with the bald. Exactly. Right? I core. Oh, just you wait. I'm going to be there when you're when you're when your forehead starts turning into a five head. I'm going to be watching. One of my kids took a picture of me, and I didn't know they were back there, and it was from the rear. 
and mm-hmm. I forget. I've I have a decent amount of hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I forget that up, right up here uh-huh. is a little thin. Ooh. And when you get the right angle with the right lighting, yeah. yeah. It's a big old looking bald spot piece of business oh, back no. there. Yeah. Yeah. Some real bullshit, Brian. Don't like it. But you over there embracing I really it. Feel you know for what you. I should do? I should just I should embrace it and shave it like you do. Just go <laughs> and be done. Yep. You know, just be done with it. I'm sure exactly. I'm gonna. I'm sure that day is coming. But at some point, it'll happen. Yeah. yeah, like like they say on the silo, today is not that day. No, no. Embrace what you got. You still have enough to make a a decent faux hawk. There you go. Oh, speaking of faux hawks, this is not a transition. Yeah. Tell me about the heater guy. What what did he send you? What'd you get? Yeah. So um, for no reason other than he like he basically sent me a three sentence letter, an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper with three sentences on it. Love it. Okay. Um, and the funny, it says no subject at the top. So basically, he typed this like he wrote this as an email, and then <laughs> just printed it. Oh wow! Uh, hey Brian, found these and thought you might enjoy. Thanks for the entertainment. P.S. Since you like makers, here's my website, uh, dragonflyscales.net. Check it out. It is actually really cool. He makes um, like he makes uh, if you've got these like Ector style wallets uh, or those other wallets where you can pull things out the blade style wallets. Um, he makes really cool blades for those. Nice. Um, I think that's what they are. Uh, and then uh, he said, signed the other guy, A.K. Scott's heater guy. And he sent me a bag. I guess he must go to Burger King or maybe works at a Burger King or, or something. They sent me a bag full of these. And oh, they are what? Pokemon Power. Okay. And they are assumingly whatever Burger King's equivalent of the Happy Meal is, Happy Meal Toys. So you open it and you get yet another bag because okay. yeah, Burger King hates kids. And um, you heard it here you first, everybody. Burger King hates kids. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and inside you've got um, these little, little three dimensional. Oh, I thought um, it was two D till you turned it. That's cool. Yeah, little Pokemon card uh, deals, and there's even a stand. Comes with a stand. Yeah. I guess depending on what type it is, this is an electric type, so it's like an electric stand. Oh, you put the card in the stand. All right. And then you've got like a little, uh, you got to put the thing in the stand a little better than I did. Yeah. There we that's go. In, that's an important aspect. Of there this. you go. And you, and you can basically display it as a little uh, Electabuzz in this case. But here, check this out. Wait, is it light can, up? Is it lit up? This one does. You okay. pull the little tab out. Now, my Pikachu, I also have a Pikachu. Yeah. This one um, does not light up or doesn't make its Pikachu noise. It's got a little speaker. Yeah. Um, I pulled the little tab to release the uh, electricity, so it should make noise, but it doesn't. Yeah. Um, battery's dead on this guy, too. <laughs> I don't know how old these Pokemon Power things are from <laughs> Burger King, but the batteries have been drained. It is. It, it looks like it is replaceable. Maybe not. Oh, that's I'm looking cool, at though. it. I don't see any screws or anything, so I think... Oh yeah, this came out with the movie Pokemon 2000. So, um, that's the one all the fans love. That's considered yeah. the height of Pokemon theater. It is, yes, exactly. I think yeah. that's yeah. I believe that's not the one where Pokemon or Pikachu started talking, saying words other than uh, no. Pika and Chew. I don't yeah. think so. Although it may have ended with something like that, like a revelation that he could say other words or some dumb shit like that. I don't remember. At the time, Sorry. I can tell you in the year 2000, I was not into Pokemon, so it was. I was not either. Yeah. yeah, Tristan had has this movie on DVD or had it. I don't know if he still does, but uh, 
Let's open another one here. Let's see what we got. Yeah, Let's see what else Dunaway you got. In here, though, for a, for this is like a, a oh, yeah, I'll get him in uh, early. Also, F- uh, Fletcher would like to say this. The morning stream. Come over here, Mr. Pokemon Man, and let me get a peek at you. I love that one. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, I opened another one. I got another Electabuzz. So, uh, someone, um, if they win a. Uh, uh, feud this week, they're going to get an Electabuzz card. Oh, nice. And some, and some other stuff, obviously. Love it. I, we love when you guys send us weird shit. Keep it coming. Brian's yeah, got a P.O. box. And, I've got a P.O. box. It's up on our site. Both, yeah. both P.O. I don't boxes. Have, I don't have a P.O. box anymore because that guy moved away and he was a Oh, was a I hope I don't have it on the site still, do I? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> People can send you shit that's not getting to you. Hold on. Yeah, because you know where it's going? It's going to that uh, the place where I get my nose waxed. Oh, so. that's right. Oh, no, this one has the uh, the M- the MC. I don't know why I'm not saying yeah. it. It's up on the internet. Yeah, it's, but... it's on the website. The Moss Circle. Yeah, it's on there. <laughs> it's got the Moss Circle. Cool. All right. Yeah, All right, guys... so winner, winner Feud this week gets a Electabuzz um, uh, card. Nice. Maybe even, maybe even a second. We'll see if that other one is another repeat. But Well, there you have it. Let's do this now. Oh, that's quiet. This is what I meant. Uh, with the stoic patience of a, of a wise man, we have with us Brian Dunaway joining us for today's Half-Asses. Hello, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hi. Oh. Hey, I'm look at you. I'm from the Batcave today, so don't have my Ooh. normal stellar quality. You sound, you sound right. fine. Yeah, you yeah. sound fine. You uh, real quick. You you uh, you had a really cool weekend. and went to like a retro game convention thing. Sounds awesome. Oh, that's right. Perfect. I went Jeez. to these. Yeah, I went to the Southeast Game Exchange, which was on Saturday and Sunday, and was much larger than I thought, and had way more cool stuff than my wallet could bear. Yeah. Uh, but I did come back with a Sega Master System and uh, the oh, Altered Beast right. in Ghostbusters. Yeah. And a light gun or something, right? Didn't you tell me that you also That's got right. a light gun? Yeah, which I didn't realize That's Sega right. Master System had a light gun ever. Yeah. There's only like about five games or so uh, that, that you can use with it, and I've ordered one of those games, which happens to be Rambo 3. <laughs> Rambo 3. <laughs> uh, nice. yes. The, cla- oh, the classic light we gun everyone talks about. Yeah. Are you, do, you, do you shoot stuff as Rambo, or do you shoot stuff to help protect Rambo from the other things that are going to happen to him? That's a great question. There's no real way of knowing. It just has yeah. Rambo in the cover. <laughs> okay. All right, good. You don't even know if you're if you're shooting as Rambo or to assist Rambo. <laughs> if you're shooting at Rambo, I don't know. Maybe you're, this was a really bad time. This, this, this was a time when they just made games and then they put somebody on the cover. We'll find yeah. out soon, I suppose. No, no, no. That's a that's an epic time in video game history. I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. It's good to have you here. We're going to play a little half asses in the next fifteen minutes or so, and we're going to have Brian here explain how it works and uh, who our mystery uh, contestant people are. Brian, sure. take it away. Welcome to the morning half asses, a trivia game where I'm actually going to be giving you two the answers. I'm going to give Scott and Brian a category and six possible answers. Three of those answers are correct. Three of them are lies, lies, lies. Yeah. Depending on how confident they feel with the category, they can provide one, two, or three guesses. But if you get any wrong, you get zero points for that round. Get one right and you get a point. Get two right, get two three points get all three correct and you get five points total player with the most points after three rounds wins the prize for their contestant and our contestants have been pulled from members of the tadpole that aren't able to listen live scott you're going to be playing for cameron in marino valley california oh nice brian you're going to be playing for mark in hopkinton massachusetts Ooh, mark from massachusetts yeah massachusetts (laughs) 
<laughs> Mark and Mass. Uh, and uh, games today come, boy, from everybody. Rodney Larson, Stick Fight, Kelly Snow's Broken Sword, Director's Cut. These are Tad Poolers who sent us games. And from Racer, 951Y, System Shock 2. A lot of great, uh, lot of great games oh, yeah, that you yeah. can win today. I agree. Big big shout out, by the way, real quick. I wanted to give him some credit before because it'll take a while for us to get to all these. But we a lot of times you guys will send us a huge list of games that we can use here on the show. And we don't always give the credit where uh, it, it's deserved. So I'm going to give this person just a quick shout out. We got a huge list of new games from, hold on a second. His name is, taken. it's taken forever because he gave us so many games. His uh, name is Oh, because you have to Genie. scroll down uh, below, to the bottom of the yeah, list. Yeah, it's so many, you guys. Oh, I can't even find it. All right, well, it's a, a huge thanks. He knows who he is. He sent us a gigantic list of games. And if you guys at home... If you guys at home have games that you're like, man, I got to get rid of these links to Humble Bundles or all this stuff I'm never going to use, we will take your Humble Bundle. We will take them. All right. All right. Anyway, sorry. Brian. Inside that's baseball for you. Yeah, that's right. All right. Let's get to uh, question number one. Uh, names that were once more popular for boys than girls in the U.S. So no. six names that at one time, three of these were more popular for boys than for girls. Your choices are Meredith. Trudy, Zoe, Madison, Grace, and Sandy. Which three of these were more popular for boys than for girls? For birds. Uh, I've chosen two girls. because uh, I think I'm right, but the rest I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm right. I think I'm correct. Dunaway's wrong. He's often wrong. Let's find out. All right. You guys both locked in. You guys both locked in with two and... You both locked in with Madison and Sandy. Oh. You are both correct. Yeah, yeah. well done. I almost went with Meredith. You oh, almost went with Meredith. Meredith? You should have went with Tag Meredith. Yeah, Meredith, Madison, and Tag Sandy were, were once more popular for boys than for girls. Wasn't there a famous... Oh, Burgess Meredith, I'm thinking of. That's not yeah. right. Yeah. That's, that's the last yeah. name. Meredith Baxter Bernie. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's a lady. <laughs> she had, <laughs> first name lady, last name man. Sure. Why not? Yeah, I exactly. remember my grandpa, my grandpa Trudy used to say... Why'd you name me that mom? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Trudy. I can't picture it. Anyway. Trudy. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's get, you guys are uh, both on the board. Three points each. I like it. I like that you're taking chances. All right. Let's get question number two. Uh, which of these are real Charlie Chaplin movies? The Little Hobo, Safety Last, Tilly's Punctured Romance, City Lights, The Tramp, and Marsha Gets Confused. Oh my gosh. Marsha Gets Confused. That sounds like an episode of uh the what was that called brady bunch what I was it does say. yeah marcia gets confused last least punctured romance city lights the tramp and marcia gets confused all right i'm picking two again because i don't know for sure you guys both locked in again and uh you both locked in on the tramp yeah the tramp is uh, uh from 1915 a very much a charlie chaplin movie mm -hmm. uh the other ones you chose city lights and the little hobo <laughs> one of them is one of them oh, is city lights is scott got that one right so he's job, got scott. six points the other one is tilly's punctured romance wow so now it sounds dirty yeah. uh is the other uh <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Tilly's Tilly's punctured hymen. No, I don't know if what that movie is, <laughs> oh, but it's. Uh... <laughs> you went there. Happy birthday! You Scott. went ahead. Uh, uh, you for... went across the line. Yeah, I'll you forward right across it. I'll forward the emails. It's fine. It'll be all right. That's fine. Forward them over to me. I'll take them. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Look at that, America. America, the first one with a Brian. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Ryan. Amazing. All right. All right. Uh, that puts me ahead, Dunaway. I hope you feel okay uh, about that. Well, what was, was it there? Oh, I'm so stupid. Of course, the little hobo is the same as the tramp. Right. The little he was known as the little tramp. I think was his was his nickname. Uh, and uh, but not uh, not hobo. Um, all right. Let's get uh, <laughs> let's get to question number three yeah. quickly. Uh, parents of twins. Which uh, three of these people are parents of twins? Uh, Steven Spielberg, Farrah Fawcett, Mariah Carey, Martha Stewart, Muhammad Ali, and George W. Bush. Three of these people have twins for offspring. Mm. They got to keep them separated. Oh, different offspring. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Um, boy, howdy! Wait, what do you mean, different offspring? Oh, the band, the band, yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick two again, and right. I don't Scott's have any of these. This is a completely gotta, other than one of them. Three you have to get lucky. three if you want to. If you want to win, you have to pick three, Brian. Yep. Oh, do I? No, is that true? What if he misses? What oh, if he that's whiffs? true. That's true. Yeah, he, you could tie if he whiffs and you. Mm-hmm. We could tie, and then that's you'd true. have a tie. Going for the tie. Yeah, going for the tie. All right. All right, you guys both settled in on Mariah Carey. What made you guys pick Mariah Carey? I don't know. She just has a ton she of kids with what's his name, and I just thought maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. This is the well, she only does, because she is because I don't know anything. She's the one I don't know anything about. I actually know something about the rest of these people. The, the only <laughs> one I know for Mariah sure Carey. doesn't is George W. Bush. His daughters are not twins. But, oh, oh, really? Yeah. Because they're the Bush twins. Okay. Yeah, are they one the, of them yeah, is even on the Today yeah. Show. Are they Bush fact. twins? Yeah. Bush twins. Yep. As a matter of fact, yes, yes, that's yes. all right. So you could have had three, Scott. You instead did get two. Muhammad Ali and Mariah Carey giving you the win. Uh, Brian, you also did get points for Mariah Carey and George W. Bush, but it was not enough to win. I'm glad you didn't think, well, oh. Brian might know that I need three to win. <laughs> right, 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 right. Complete Look guess on this. Complete guess. And then the Good George job. W. Bush one blows my mind. I thought Jenna and whatever her name is, I thought they were like, I knew they were rebellious. I didn't know they were twins. They were no twins. Idea. Yeah, the Bush twins. You knew they were rebellious. Were they fraternal? They were, fraternal twins? Crawling, or? Out of the, crawling past the Secret Service, crawling out of the window to go party at night. It was the Bush twins. But weren't they, were they fraternal? I mean, did they, were they identical? I don't know if they were identical. Maybe that's what threw me is I they were fraternal. I think they're fraternal. They're that's probably identical. what threw me because they don't look like yeah. each other, I think. Yeah. 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 Anyway. But yeah. uh, anyway, you guys, you guys did get all three correct. You just uh, didn't. Nobody went for all three. Muhammad Ali, George W. Bush, Mariah Carey, and congratulations to Scott. Which means congratulations. Also going to Cameron in Marino Valley, California. You're going to get a copy of Stick Fight and Broken Sword Director's Cut. But uh, Mark in Hopkinton, you're not going away empty-handed. You're getting System Shock Two, which is also a really, a really better good game. game. <laughs> a better game, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I think maybe it's as good. Hey, how about as good? How about that? As good, sure. Yeah. Real quick better here. Uh, 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 I was going to say. I was going to say. Oh, is Mariah Carey, Nick Cannon still? They're still a thing. They're a married. I couple. don't think Nick Cannon's really a thing with anyone. He's he's the thing with everyone and uh, nobody at the same time. Okay. <laughs> I I didn't know if they were, but are they? I mean, are they together? Are they? Are they? Are they, are they I don't think they are. I think he's he's impregnated at least four women since Mariah Carey. <laughs> And I, you might think I'm joking, but I think I think you're I think right. That is the case. I think yeah. you're right. Okay. Well, poor, yeah, sorry, he's, Nick Cannon. He's, uh, no stranger to uh, to uh, love. No stranger love. to love. Yeah. Let's say that. Let's. Yeah. Let, I'm already in trouble with. Uh, yeah. With my joke yeah, earlier. <laughs> yeah, you're still still licking that wound. You may not want to rip yeah. that bandaid off just yet. 
Uh, well, awesome. Well done, everybody. Uh, uh, oh, we should play a thing for uh, our winner. Yo, who ate all of my fries? That's not it. Congratulations. <laughs> there it is. You're a winner. You are a winner, and uh, we love playing this. If you want to be contestant uh, here and be one of these names, Brian, how do they How do, they do it? We, we never sure. They them. go to, uh, I think we still have the links uh, pinned in the Discord and on the Facebook group. Uh, just look for the I Want to Play link that lets you play. Do we have it on the... I'm looking. Frogpants.com slash TMS page. I'm looking right now, but if we don't, I think I will add that today. Okay. We don't. I will add it today. We don't. Okay. Sometimes we forget Let me know. Yeah, you might need a, I don't know if you need a uh, link from me, but if you do, let me know. Link add to TMS site. Okay. We do this all in real time, everybody. You do. You get to see how the sausage is made. (laughs) That's right. Dunaway, your sausage is awesome, and we'll get to see it again on Wednesday. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's great. Uh, It's tasty. Yeah, when you come back Wednesday, we'll have a live person on here to to play with, and that's always a little more stress. Are you excited Mm -hmm. about your chances there? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm always excited. I love it when there's a live person here, because then I can blame it on them for when we lose. That's right. Yeah. And you're two episodes, oh. by the way, in the in the red here. You lost last time, and you're losing today. <laughs> Not that Scott's keeping track or anything. Not at all. Uh, but you'll notice. Well, let's on... just go back and check the tape. But before then, <laughs> yeah. let's just see how. No, I had a streak of losing. You're not wrong. So I just feel good right this minute. I'll try to enjoy it while I can. But in the meantime, we hope you well, have a great I, week. Yeah, to be to be honest. I just didn't want to beat you on your birthday. Oh, Happy birthday, Scott. Thanks, man. I'm happy to have a birthday and you to help me celebrate. <laughs> Bye now. No. I hope he never not says birthday. You know? Birthday. I know. No, I hope he, I hope that's always a thing too. Don't change it or correct it, Brian. They say it's your birthday. Yep. And um, it's my birthday too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's right. All right. Uh we're gonna do one news story. This'll be fun. Okay. So here you go. Time for the news, and it's brought to you by whole mushroom soup. Kim made a, a mushroom soup with, like, you know, cutting up fresh mushrooms and made it. Yeah, she does it with yeah. oat milk instead of, uh, you know, other mm. stuff. So it's so very, it's, uh, it's kind of dairy free, yeah, creamy he, soup. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. It's not her fault. She made the soup. I could just eat a small bowl of the soup, but yeah. because I love it so much, I <laughs> ate a lot of it. Uh-huh. And as a result, well, let's just say that the, there's a lot of fiber in in in. in oh, the, uh, sure, yeah. So yeah, you know, cleans you out. Yeah, it's all right. Had a bit of a moment there with it, and uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks, honey. It was real good. Uh, let's awesome. do this story here. A man stole a forklift at a Lowe's, mm-hmm. and then he immediately drove it over to a Home Depot and ran over a 73 year old outside the Home Depot. So a Lowe's Jeez. forklift over at a <laughs> Home Depot. From the Home Depot to the Lowe's. I'm yep. sorry, from the Lowe's to the Home Depot. That's right. In a forklift and ran over a dude outside. Wow, yep. there's a lot to unpack. Here. There's a lot. He's only 20. A uh, 20 year old's been arrested in the killing of the woman. The poor lady died in the Home Depot parking lot, according to Maryland officials. Uh, this happened at 12:40 a.m. Why was mm-hmm. she walking around? Oh, there? wow. Doesn't that seem a little weird time of I day? I guess that's when you can steal a forklift a lot easier because they're closed. And that's they must true. have them parked outside. Huh. I just don't know what a 73-year-old lady's doing on a parking lot at 1230. Yeah. Morning, but anyway, uh, Bruce Caleb Timothy Brown of Waldorf, not to be confused with names, the salad. The or the whole, Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whenever there's that many names, trouble yeah. the foot. Trouble <laughs> exactly. the foot. Bruce Caleb Timothy Brown, get over here. Yep. Uh, he's accused of breaking into the Lowe's, stealing the forklift, and ramming it through the rear gates. He then made his way to Home Depot, about half a mile east of the Lowe's, 
Uh, Gloristine Pickney, age 73. <laughs> what a name, Gloristine Pickney. Gloristine. Usually you can say like, oh, parents couldn't decide between these two names. That's why we have, uh, you know, uh, Sean Frenny or something like that, right? Like couldn't decide between Sean and Anthony. But Gloristine. Is that, uh, and what is that? Gloria and um, Epstein? Christine? Christine? Gloria oh, and Christine, maybe? There you go. Yeah. Gloristine. Gloristine. <laughs> ask, ask your doctor if Gloristine is right for you. Yeah. Uh, she was asleep in her car when the Brown, uh, or sorry, when she was struck uh, oh. by this stolen forklift. So she wasn't walking around. Oh uh, Pickney got out of the car after the crash and then started running away. Um, let's see. Oh, she started running away, so she didn't die immediately. Oh, geez. That's awful. No uh, kidding. Oh, here it so is. He Deputy say the car. He, and then he hit her after. That's what it was. Oh, my God. Okay, he sucks. Do they know these? Does, uh, did he know Bryce Caleb Timothy Brown? Because it certainly seemed like he had a reason to go after Gloristine. I don't know. Way, by the way, she died, and it's really sad, and we really shouldn't. Make it fun is of sad. Her We're not making fun. But still, you know. It's still, oh my god, that uh, yeah. I'm I'm even sadder because that name is rad, and she should live as. Oh, long and then as he she stole can. her car. So he ran over with the forklift and then stole her car. Jeez. And then hit her with the car. Oh no! Hit her with the forklift, then took the car. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what Oof. a douche. Where are yeah. his parents, man? You guys screwed up. What, <laughs> what did you do to Bryce, Caleb, oh, yeah, Timothy 20, Brown? Twenty-year-old, jeez, Louise. A little young, you know. Uh, well, there's your news. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Steven Schleicher will be here. We're also going to do an app slappy today. Some oh my, of you so in our, much. Yeah, some so of you in our community are not going to be surprised about my pick because uh, a bunch of you have been playing this with me, and I'm oh, kind cool. of obsessed with it. So. I'm going to say the same thing. I've been playing this with a bunch of Tadpoolers as well. Oh, and, good. Uh, That's awesome. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, look at that. Uh, uh, it may be Scott's birthday, but you're all getting the presents. That's right. Uh, Happy you're having a better day than me, everyone. Good, good, good job. <laughs> uh, Brian, let's make our day better with music. You got a song to play sure. in the middle here. What do you got? I think we may have played these guys before, but certainly not this song. They're from Philly. They're a rock band called Soraya. S-O-R-A-I-A. Not to be confused with aioli. These guys don't have oil in the middle of their name. This is their brand new single that's kicking off their West Coast tour. Uh, the single is called Wretch Like Me. Uh, this is great. This stuff, it's some rocking stuff here. Here's uh, Soraya with a brand new single, Wretch Like Me. Do you hear the voices calling? While all the shadows fall behind you, the sepulchre is reaching on giant shoulders, preaching how you'll raise the dead far from grace.
wake your mornings up. I wake normally at six hours up, then eat I breakfast and go to work. At six hours wake you up? This is me too early. What make you workly? I'm German teacher by work. How like it to your German teacher to be? It makes to me, of course, joy. You are not to play Mario Kart or go skateboarding for three weeks. And we're back. Hey, everybody. Uh, hey, Brian, that song. I need to know more. Tell me more. <laughs> sure. That's the brand new single from the band Soraya. Uh, it's called Wretch Like Me. Go nice. see him if you're on the West Coast. Yeah, why not? Why not? Um, I just realized I'm such a dumbass. I forgot to record video today, which is fine because oh. all I have to do is then download the stream and then cut it and put oh, it out. It's fine. in the butt, though. Jeez. Yeah, so, you know, a little extra something to do on a Monday. It's fine. Whatever. It's not like it's my birthday or anything. Not like it's your birthday. You got birthday. other things to do. I mean, Brian's right around the corner. You don't have long, you know, before it's right. your birthday. Nope. A couple weeks before mine. Yep. Uh, all right. What are we doing? Steven, that's what. Uh, we're going to bring Steven in here. We are in the middle of a major, major strike in Hollywood. Uh, a combined strike now. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and more. So stick around. And now welcome Steven to the show. He's a huge freaking nerd. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yo, yo, yo. It's Steven Schleicher, all the way from Majorspoilers.com, which uh, hails all the way from Hayes, Kansas, which is just really a big flat piece of bread out there, you know? That's all that is. <laughs> and it's fine. It's fine. Hope you enjoy living on bread. <laughs> uh, hello. How do, you, how do you feel, Steven, to being a little bit of butter on bread? How's that feel? Hello, fellows. Uh, yes, I feel fine. Do you? Good. I am the butter to your bread. Oh, good, good. Uh, it's always nice to have you on. Um, I look forward to it every oh, time. Thank you. We we really are in a weird time, though, right? Like I'm um, I'm hearing about all these things, like Tom Cruise's show or uh, second part of his new movie is getting uh, delayed because they had to stop production. They stopped production yeah. on um, a hundred other projects, and even uh, Mahershala Ali has officially left. The uh, the Blade Project, because now there's just one thing on top of another. There's already a million delays and issues with that thing. And now oh, they're wow. delayed yet again. And he's like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. Yes, Poor Scott. Guy. So see, when you have a union yeah. composed of actors and or writers or writers and actors, and they decide to go on strike, it means that if you are part of that union, you don't work. Yeah. You go and you pick it and you strike and you say, hey, we want better residuals. We need more of a base. We need to keep up with inflation. We don't want AI actors being duplicated and doing whatever you want with us. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, everything has to stop, including, you know, the Deadpool movie, which we were talking about last week with the uh, the costume, uh, the the yellow and blue Wolverine, Wolverine yeah. costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, now the uh, now um, um, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2 is held up because they the. First of all, the ending hasn't been finalized yet. Oh, <laughs> oops. Jeez. Yeah. So that yeah. was a writer problem before the act is said. This strike. After. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. And so, yeah, if you were hoping that this movie was going to hit uh, theaters in 2024. Yikes. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, I've noticed, though, I got so I had a couple of conversations with some local people. I won't give names because mm-hmm. I think one of okay. them listens. And I don't want to get them mad. But he basically made this comment like, ah, it's. A bunch of bunch of babies in Hollywood. When millions of dollars isn't enough, they got to try to get more. So he's 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 coming at it from this weird angle. Yeah. So one of the things to kind of keep in mind is that uh, contracts for both SAG and Writers Guild and Directors Guild and IATSE and all these things, 
uh, they are renegotiated every so often for SAG and uh, um, Writers Guild. It's every three years. Right. So in the last three years, inflation and cost of living increases have increased so much that if you get $30,000 for a project, which is about average for uh, Writers Guild. Right. That's only got the spending power of twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Yeah, you basically so, took a pay cut during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if you are somebody, and, and again, think about, and I don't know. I know with my job, I get to go in and and sometimes get to negotiate what my pay raise is, or we have our uh, union that goes in and negotiates our pay raise, and and so on and so forth. Right. Sure. But if you work at a job where you can't go in every year for your evaluation period and say, Hey boss, how about kicking me up another 25 cents per hour for my, uh, for my wages? If you're not doing that, then you definitely are probably behind the ball when it comes to, um, you know, earning a living that you can, that you can live on. That's why I was annoyed with this guy because he's just looking at it from this weird, he's got all kinds of filters, right? Filters about what he thinks Hollywood is versus what it actually is. So we're not talking about, we're not talking about Tom Cruise. He's fine. Right. We're not talking right. about George Clooney. We're not talking about megastars. Right. They're fine. What we are talking about, and those megastars, by the way, support this. They're all yes. you know ready for this to be a thing, too. We're talking about workaday people, people that get day mm-hmm. rates on, on set, people who uh, have very small roles or are doing uh, writing behind the scenes, stuff you never hear about or see or whatever. Jenny, Jenny Josephson's uh, husband, Matt. There you example. go. Good example, Actually, right? Victoria Robinson has done a lot of background. Yeah, work. there we go. Right, yeah. and you're not looking. We don't look at them and go, "Oh, these ultra rich are complaining." At, no, we know they. Right. That we know they need these these negotiations, and they need to be treated fairly. So, mm-hmm. so I tried to explain this to him, and he says, "But yeah, but look how much money they make." And I'm like, "You've conflated two things. You've conflated the need for workaday people to get paid what's fair, and what the studios are making. Those are two separate things." Very separate things. That's the problem. So when you get yeah. a guy like Bob Iger getting up going, oh, I'm real concerned about these attitudes out there, these people, bah, 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 bah. and he's like, yeah, you make six, what, you're worth $630 million. You made $30 million last year. Shut up, dude. Made 27 I think. Uh, the high, currently, the highest paid producer executive at the studios is, um, is Zaslav, who's making like potentially $27 million. Yeah, um, he, he's a poo-poo he, he has a base salary of $3 million. Iger has a base salary of $1 million. Yeah, but then they have these bonuses that are, yeah, you know, that they, ridiculous. But nobody else gets those. Like yeah. some of it, some of them do. But like you sent us this breakdown. Okay, so yeah, so first Let's of talk all, about this uh, with all this stoppage, uh, your broadcast television stations are going to need a lot of programming. And of course, the last time we had the writer strike in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, that was where we got reality television becoming a big thing. That's how you got Trump as president. Uh, <laughs> do you want that to happen again? Then no. uh, by all means, support the the SAG after and the, the Writers Guild. So one of the things that uh, Disney has announced is that Ms. Marvel, the television series, which was a digi- uh, Disney Plus original movie uh, or television series, series, yep. yeah, is going to be playing on ABC this fall as part of their quote unquote new programming. So I said, OK, let's just calculate and see is a TV show making money or losing money and Number one, I'm not a, uh, an accountant. Number two, this is back of the envelope uh, math. Number three, I have intentionally put in some things that are fallacies to this to point out a bigger problem. And one of the reasons why SAG and WGA are on strike. So, but, but since the release of Ms. Marvel, the television series on Disney Plus, in the last year, Disney's originals has have uh, produced 
64 original programs. Now, that includes things like dramas like The Mandalorian or uh, Secret Invasion, comedy shows, animation shows like Star Wars Bad Batch and What If. Uh, we have docu-series. There are variety shows and reality shows in there. There are shorts that I am including inside of all of this, as well as specials, episodic things, uh, non-English comedy, etc. That's all included in this. So mm -hmm. if we look at the monthly subscribers of Disney, uh, so this is a little bit hard to get through. I had to go to a couple of different places, but I did reference this from the last quarterly statement from Disney. Uh, they say they have, with all of their on-demand services, that includes... Hulu, ESPN, and Disney Plus. They have somewhere at around 150 million subscribers. If you look online, other people will say Disney Plus has around 110. I just went with 108 million subscribers. Disney does say that the average, the average uh, cost per subscriber is $7.14 per month. I would actually put that a little higher, but maybe there are more people who are using the ad tier based system than the, the uh, premium system. That means that per month, Disney Plus is grossing somewhere in the neighborhood of $771 million or around $10 billion a year. Yep. Okay, they list the, the expenses in the quarterly report uh, that I uh, extrapolated to be yearly as around $3 billion. And those expenses do include the expenses with ESPN and Hulu, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just took a sliver of that and said, well, let's just say Disney is going Disney Plus is going to absorb all of the expenses for all the streaming because I'm going to bet that some of Hulu is being shared on those same Disney studios, they, they which are. means yeah. that Disney is making net profit estimate of about five billion dollars. You divide that by 64 original shows. Again, there right there is one of your first uh, indicators that I'm putting something in that is throwing these numbers off. That means that for each show, each of those 64 shows released in the last year, they had about $91 million to spend on those shows. Ms. Marvel had six episodes, which means they had about $15 million to spend on that show yeah. per episode, right? Right. Mm -hmm. We know that through various reporting that Disney has said that they want to spend between 15 and $25 million on Star Wars and Marvel's shows. So the first season of Mandalorian, for example, $15 million an episode. WandaVision was $25 million an episode. If we split that down the middle and say that the average cost was $20 million for Ms. Marvel, which I don't believe because there's a lot of unknown actors. Uh, the special effects weren't anything spectacular, but let's say $20 million. That means the cost to make Ms. Marvel was around $120 million, which means they lost about $28 million on that show. Makes sense. Sure. Yep. I think your math holds up. Okay. So, Brian, you're, you're a genius here <laughs> of all of us. Sweet. <laughs> Where are some potential fallacies in, in this? Uh, <laughs> I know I threw out a lot of numbers. Yeah. You did. So, um, uh, <laughs> do we want to combine all of the all of the Disney originals or just the yeah, Marvel? See, so like that's, that's so that's one of the problems, right? Yeah, is yeah. a docu series like the Marvel's Hero Project? Yeah, right. Is doesn't necessarily cost. It's not the going same to cost hundred and twenty million dollars, right, right? Right. It's going to exactly. cost a fraction of that. And certainly, when you have other shows that are episodic shows, the shorts, the Chippendale mm -hmm. Park Life, or the What If anthology series, well, those did not cost twenty five million dollars uh, an episode. Right. For sure. And and different episodes, there are different numbers of episodes on some of these, so you can't really divide it by the same right. number. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, it's, you know, other than that, I mean, it's, uh, 
Uh, yeah, I would agree with you. The the uh, the average Disney Plus subscriber probably spends more than yeah. uh, seven bucks. If uh, I go in and I change that to you know the um, low end is what seven ninety nine or something so, like that or yeah. six ninety nine and the high end is eleven ninety nine and I and if I just go in and change that one number to nine dollars, uh, which is the even split on that, that means that they make a billion dollars a month just yeah. off of that yeah, with yeah. those extra couple of dollars. Yeah, and you're not wow. even counting. I mean, we've, I know you've accounted for Hulu and ESPN as costs, but ESPN right. and Hulu are also individually subscribed to, but I don't know how many people. Yes. So we don't have yes. those numbers. So you get, they do kind of break that down, but they don't give actual numbers for Hulu and ESPN uh, Plus on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's also throwing these numbers off uh, as well. What I'm doing is just saying, okay, however much Disney spent on these shows and how much are they bringing in, does that make cost sense. And certainly the streamers are saying, or the companies are saying, oh no, we're losing millions of dollars uh, through our streaming services. Look, Steven just proved it here. We lost, uh, you know, a whole episode and a half's worth of, of budget on this. Mm. We don't know what the budget for Ms. Marvel was. And the only right. people who are going to know what the actual budget budget was and the actual cost is, is the producers and the studios. So if we don't know what the actual budget was and we don't know where the money went, it's perfectly easy to see why Disney and other studios, I'm not just saying Disney, can say, oh, I'm sorry, uh, you know, um, the girl who plays uh, Ms. Marvel in this TV series, you don't have any residuals because we haven't made any money yet. Right. Oh, we would love to pay you more, but this cost us so much. We can't afford to pay you more than that. <laughs> so okay? they're not we, recognizing, we they're not recognizing some of this as the lost leaders that they are. Right, like no, or we just don't know whether these shows made money or lost right, because money. We're just not, going yeah. by what the studio is telling us. Yeah, that's the problem. It's part, part My, of this is a metrics problem. Like you said, we used to think the Nielsen ratings were hard to to figure out how they applied to actual payout slash viewership, all that stuff. Right, that was nothing compared to this mess because this mess so, involves so much minutia, so many little weird yeah, things. Yeah, so that's one of the things that both the Writers Guild and the Screen Actors Guild tag after are asking for is a lot more transparency on these budgets. What I have given you is a classic example of the Hollywood accounting system where we're constantly shuffling things around that anything that can be attributed to the marketing of a show that cost gets attributed to that show. So every time you see a Ms. Marvel uh, commercial being run, even if it's months later, mm-hmm. that is still being targeted towards the the cost of that particular show. So this is why Empire Strikes Back, I've mentioned this before, has um, never made, is never in the black because of this uh, Hollywood accounting system. Mm. There have only been a few times like Thor 2, Dark World, and one of the Spider-Man films were actually... Uh, sued because people wanted to know what the actual budgets and accounting were. You can go out and find those and see how much they spend on that. And you can start extrapolating some things, uh, but it's really amazing. And it's really kind of a, a rip off uh, for the actors and the writers in this case. Now let's go a step further. If you go back and read the Disney quarterly report, uh, they said that their broadcast systems have lost money, but in this day and age where every television station is going to be scrambling for something to keep the viewers attention, for Disney, the corporation, Ms. Marvel has already been, that money's already been spent. They've right. already made the money off of that. Yeah, you're done. So they could do a really good deal as a favored nation to their ABC television stations and say, hey, we're going to sell you uh, each episode for $10,000 and we'll make $60,000. That will do nothing to the dent of the $28 million that were already in the hole. 
If we think now every episode is between 37 and 50 minutes, so that's going to average out to about 36 commercial breaks for those six episodes. Yeah, but that see that that makes things really tough because they're not fit. They're not uh, timed for typical terrestrial broadcast. Oh, here's the here's here's what you're going to have to keep in mind. I guarantee you that 50 minute or 57 minute finale. Yeah. is going to either be two hours or an hour and a half mm, or a geez. two-parter yeah. or a two-parter right right so oh that means gosh. that you're going to have yeah. even more commercial time to cram in here more uh, i went and yeah. looked at the number 10 rated i think it was uh, gray's anatomy because uh, no dancing with the stars i think is what it was was making something like a hundred and two thousand dollars per commercial break for okay. 30 second commercial break yeah hmm. and so let's just say that disney sells all 36 at a hundred thousand dollars that's, you know, 3600000 that they make on that. Right. Mm-hmm. The total gross, once you take that times the, the six episodes or whatever, somewhere around $20 million, $21 million. <laughs> that means that, that the profit or loss for Disney is now only about $7 million when, when it boils down to it. Per episode. But, per episode, but, you mean, right? Or, no, uh, for the overall oh, grand for the overall of, of okay. running this. Right. But now they have people maybe potentially watching more ABC shows that they can then sell more advertising to. They can come back next quarter and they can say, hey, ABC did really good because of our Ms. Marvel thing and actually made money, which they uh, talked in the quarterlies that how uh, their broadcast stations actually were down a couple of percentage points because nobody was watching, you know, their regular television. I think part of the problem is it's a new model of tracking how something does right so like mandalorian could shoulder all this like you can cover the cost it? well i don't Would know it? i don't know for sure because again they don't give us the numbers in any sort of accounting but that's what i'm saying right. is the way these numbers are presented by the studios like what you've done is super interesting here but what the way they do it if they're really bringing down a billion a month if our nine dollar thing holds yeah or yeah, just yeah. under that if it's seven mm-hmm. um I promise you they're profitable. I promise. Mm-hmm. But Disney is profitable at that level. Oh, no, they're, they're, well, yeah. So and, they're and, definitely, they are definitely making a profit, but, you know, across the board because they go and say, here's how much our uh, direct to consumer, that's all their streaming channels, how right. much they bring in, you know, $12 billion. And we are only spending $657 million or whatever that is, or $6, million, uh, $6 billion for that. Yeah. They're making a profit. That's profit. what I'm saying is they ought to do it from that level to say quit trying to i it's important to track each of your properties and see what's working and what isn't i understand well that. and cancel so that's, the, yeah that's how the residuals and everything need to be paid out is based on did, did this make money or not make money yeah i guess so and i guess if you're going let, let's say we'll use the ms marvel thing right let's say mm-hmm. that thing because it lost seven million dollars uh after let's say after this commercial run on cbs right that we end up with the seven million dollar loss i understand mm-hmm. them being like we we want to give you you know, commensurate payouts for profitability. But if we're in the hole. Yes. And that's the whole, that's the whole point, right? That's what, that's what Iger and Zaslov and everyone right. else. And, and really anybody that's a member of, I don't, I think it's Brian Robbins, right? Doesn't, isn't he still in charge of Paramount or He's Universal? Like Paramount, I, I think. Yeah. And bad? so, you know, the, they're the ones saying, I'm sorry, we just don't have any money to give when you can clearly go to the profit loss <laughs> statement on the quarterly report and say, you're six months. Uh, you made ten billion dollars in the last six months. Yeah. How are you not making money off of this yeah. stuff? And then, and then again, this is where the hand waving goes. But again, if you end up spending only fifteen million dollars for each episode of Ms. Marvel, 
that show is profitable. But if you spent $25 million per episode, then it's not profitable. And I guess the, the question is, and this is gets into the next thing, is Disney Plus is not, um, they're not producing Ms. Marvel. There's a production company that they've been given a budget to, and they're buying it from Marvel Studios or whoever. Right. Marvel Studios has its own its own breakdown. So this is really just a thought thought experiment I had yesterday afternoon, and said in 30 minutes, okay, how would I how would I run <laughs> through this to justify being Bob Iger and saying I'm sorry, sure. we can't pay you anybody, and oh by the way, all the support staff that these supposed actors and writers are hurting, uh, we lay off you know most of them uh, at least once a month. Uh, anyway, and then hire them back so that we don't have to pay them in December or something like that. So, right. uh, but this kind of really shows where the studios kind of come from in saying we didn't make any money uh, when in reality they're making billions of dollars. You know what's wild about it? So, this is wild to me. We haven't even talked about it, but their perpetuity clause on the AI likeness thing. Yeah, um, that's a big one, right? How yeah. do they do that the very same month that Black Mirror has an episode about this very thing? <laughs> no kidding. How it's do like you they, do that? They didn't even watch any of that, right? Yeah, yeah. like how do you, how do you have that kind of timing where where so literally you took Scott, the thing, the concept of that episode, and made it mm-hmm. real? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that Black Mirror episode is a perfect example, but that's not the first time that this has played out. We saw it play out in South Park, right? Yeah. Where, Scott, next time you download, what what game did you download that you're going to talk about in, in an app, Slappy? Oh, uh, yeah, this the golf game I'm going to talk about, yeah. Yeah, see, I bet if there was a end-user agreement, you're just like, eh, scrolling down, uh, I don't care. Just let of me course. get the game and play. Of course. So, what are, what are you signing away? I mean, <laughs> knows, if you want to go back, if you want to go back to, to comic books, um, it was a very common practice for a long time at both Marvel and DC that once you signed the back of the check, that was your acknowledgement that you were giving up all rights to your creative work. So right, right. if you were wanting to come back later, uh, Jack Kirby and say, Hey, you guys are making tons of money off of this Captain America guy. How about you cut old Jack Kirby, some of that, uh, some of that cheese. And they'd say, Oh no, you signed your check. You gave up all rights to Captain America. for yeah. that. Yeah. So it's because people aren't reading these contracts. And and again, we're at a point where the unions who are negotiating in good faith with the the act for the actors and the writers and really anybody else. UPS is coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. I think two weeks from now, we'll see a UPS strike for sure. Um, they're, they're just saying, hey, we've read through this fine print and you're saying that you want to take an extra like Ashley Victoria Robinson and you want to go in when she's just being a background character on the show scan her face and her body and then you want to use that for any other show and she's yeah. only going to get $350 for one that day's worth of work instead yeah. of every every time it gets used yeah yeah i don't know what the day rate is 350 1500 yeah, I, I have no idea no but, idea um, either you, you know instead of using her for six days now you're using her for one day and hey look at me i'm the studio i've made more money for our shareholders yeah but we've shafted everybody who gets who does the actual yeah work. so that's why it's it's great that we have somebody who's actually going through these things and saying hey everybody uh you may not be aware of this but this is what's going on. you know with this ups one coming up my brother talked to me about it a bit he works there um uh it's looking like you know but it's gonna happen do you yeah. think if you worked at the labor department right now, do you pretty much have diarrhea all day? Do you think you're just <laughs> well, because you're so about think- to have a problem? You're about to have a nationwide. I mean, forget about the entertainment business for a minute. I think there are other places that are just on the verge, man. It's going to get I'm, weird. I'm, I'm not really good at looking at this, but I would say that from the labor department perspective, it is like, let's just watch and see what these companies do, because the government shouldn't be involving itself in 
business. Businesses always want the government to stick, you know, to stick their nose out of it or keep their nose out of it. Yeah. Because the last thing I think a lot of unions and I think a lot of government officials don't want is a Ronald Reagan incident mm. where he's like, screw you, uh, air traffic controllers, get the back to work or we're firing every single one of you. Right. Yeah. Like what happened in the 80s. Yeah. And, I, and I think that that's what, you know, we are trying to avoid that now. Yep. But we are, you know, looking at a real... A real wasteland of reality television coming. Are we all excited no. for that? We're going to. No, God. Oh, no. I, I hate reality <laughs> television. And so, you know, again, uh, this week is Comic-Con. We talked a couple of weeks ago about how um, there were a few uh, TV shows and movies that were sticking around. There's none of it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Comic-Con is going to be all about comics, which I know a lot of people are like, yay, great. Finally, Comic-Con is, is back to being only about comics. San Diego Comic-Con has never been just about comics. Television and movies have always been yeah. a part of any kind of comic uh, convention. Especially in the last 15 so, years. I mean, there's just no getting around it. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting show. Did you see you guys? I guess you probably both heard about it, but the both the Barbie and the Oppenheimer Oppenheimer rather mm -hmm. um, London premieres. Is when the strike oh, yeah. happened yeah. and yeah, they, they all immediately left the red carpet. They just, they just left. Yeah. They yeah. said, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Just so like, there's, yeah. Kelly I mean, Murphy's like, I'm out. I'm going to go to get me. I'm going to go get those yeah. guns, Tommy, he says. And he leaves. He's He right, said, uh, Courtesy of the Pinky Blinders. And he walked out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, uh, if you were only scheduled to work until, you know, 1130 today, Scott, and then your boss is like, yeah, we're going to need to keep you around here for six more hours. You'd be like, no, sorry, I'm done. Bye. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, so the last SAG after strike, which was um, three years ago during pandemic, that was one of the sticking points was moving away from a, um, uh, you know, going past your normal 12 hour day so that people would um, not have accidents on the way home and the fast turnaround times. That was one of the things from the last uh, strike that they, that they got through. So hopefully they can get a lot of this taken, taken care of, but Feels like the the uh, producers uh, uh, guild is uh, kind of on the wrong side of all of this. Yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna get a little uglier before it gets better. But I I don't know. That's the other thing is it doesn't feel like we're anywhere close to a to agreements, right? So some people in the chat are like, you know, should I cancel my streaming services? No, I mean the um, the Screen Actors Guild and Writers Guild are not asking consumers to do this, but they do have a lot of stuff that you can find on their site on ways to support them. Um, but uh, at this point, they're not asking anyone to cancel any of their subscriptions. Yeah, I don't know that boycotting is going to help. I mean, it may you may end up doing that as a consumer when things get real bleak after there's a glut of nothing. So, you oh man, I canceled my HBO subscription the day that my that Zaslav took over. Yeah, I'm, and there's still oh, a lot I enjoy the on there. The guy's an idiot. There's a lot I enjoy on there. Plus, we get a lot of film sack off HBO. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, we keep it for a work experience. <laughs> yeah, but I could see a future where Peacock and Paramount take a dive. I'm I'm not dying to have those. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's there's a few that I would hang on to, I guess. But it depends on how little or how crappy it gets. Like I just don't know at this stage how well, crappy so, it's going to get. Well, so Scott, there's. So many great television shows and movies that are on these streaming services, Parasite, that uh, people <laughs> haven't had a chance to watch yet. Goodness, goodness. Yeah, they're not going anywhere either. They'll still be there. In this vast, yeah. in this vast wasteland of uh, of of uh, crap that's coming up, now's a great time to go in and watch Parasite. Uh, that's actually a really good point. There's a there is a backlog, right? We all have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we totally. And, and here's the thing: the more people that watch those backlog of things, that's more money that's owed to 
the actors and the writers and the producers and the directors of those shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, good point. Well, I think we've had as good a look at this as we were ever to expect. On I a hope show so. Like this. Again, I'm not an accountant. This is again yesterday afternoon. It's just like let's let's run the numbers on this and see how this can be profitable or not profitable. And then I came up with that. So it's yeah. it's easy to show the Hollywood accounting system in that way. So if there's an accountant out there or a producer out there and you're like Stephen's totally wrong. Great. Reach out to me, Major Spoilers, on Twitter. You can uh, send me an email, Schleicher, at, at Major Spoilers or podcast at MajorSpoilers.com, and I will get that. Love to talk with some people who have some more inside uh, uh, knowledge on this, but I'm going to guess that if you are a producer in the Hollywood system, you've been told to keep your fat mouth shut because we don't <laughs> want to give money to those those ingrates. That's right. Well, thank goodness water's still around, though, right? Oh, man, can... I am a huge fan of liquid death like you, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite right now, or the one that I'm drinking right now, is Buried Alive, although I like the Severed Lime. Yeah. But uh, it's going to get hot. If you're going to Comic-Con, if you're just outside on a day like today, you need to stay hydrated. I agree. And so, wear deodorant. Lots of it. Okay? Yeah, there you go. Be nice to now. your fellow stinky people. Don't. I'm going to go buy some liquid death right now. <laughs> Why is that voice familiar? Something familiar about That's the voice. Pee Wee Herman. Oh, Pee Wee Herman. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, the, uh, it's, it's direct uh, right from when he's stealing the bike from the nuns, like during the the filming of the uh, the movie with the nuns, and uh, oh, he my. hops on the bike and says, you've really inspired me. I'm going to go start a paper route right now. And he hops on the bike and <laughs> runs it off. My memory of that movie is uh, not great. I don't know why. Apparently. Yeah, we need to watch it again. It's so damn good. Paging Mr. Herman, that's all I really remember. Paging Mr. Herman. You have a telephone call. <laughs> uh, all right. Are we... the front desk. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that quote, no one ever does it, is the, at the front desk. At the front desk, Some, yeah. Something about the way it comes out. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to do a quick one of these. It's been a bit. So, uh, man, I don't even know where my thing is for this. Do I have a... I, have the, I know I have the clip. Uh, where do I put I it? There cool. it is. Okay. We got it right here. Here we go. Yeah, that's right. We played something on our phones. Tell Stephanie, time to get out of here. Is it Stephanie and who else hates it? Um, Um, I forget who the other one is that always... I think it's just Stephanie, right? It's not Rainbow Bright. Why am I thinking of her? I don't know why. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm often wrong. Uh, We're going to talk about some apps that we used this week (laughs) that we enjoyed. And uh, the one that I cannot get enough of only lets me play it once a day. Yeah, so um, you're even restricted. That's restricted. right. That's a very good way of putting it. Very restricted. Uh, this is a game called Coffee Golf, and it came out of nowhere for me uh, in terms of knowledge about it. I didn't know about it. Someone in the in our community uh, turned me on to it. I don't remember who. Mm-hmm. Someone said, Scott, Tanner? Get, it may have been Tanner. Somebody in there said, you got to play this, Scott, and then I saw the group was all playing, and I was like, well, why am I not playing this? I love golf. I love video game golf. I hate real yeah. golf. Uh and this is the epitome of kind of simplicity it's meets, um, gosh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like just such a perfect way to do this. So basically somebody yeah. somewhere said, hey, uh, uh, Wordle's fun. We should make a game that's got nothing to do with words, <laughs> but we're going to basically have you the structure it of it. Yeah, yeah. You, you share your, your results and... Uh... Yeah. yeah, you sk- you take your scores, you share them with each other. Boy, the video of this the, whoever's playing this is really bad. That took nine strokes. Man, might have been me. I don't. I don't think <laughs> this is really bad. 
But anyway, it, every day you get a new layout of of, uh, of courses. And the courses aren't super realistic. In fact, the one we're looking at right now is a bunch of floating islands. Uh, there's a lot of trees and sand traps and elevation and stuff. You have three um, uh, clubs. clubs. Sorry, thank you. Uh, one is they, they're basically just driver, uh, wedge, and putter. Mm-hmm. And the wedge shots are obviously for, you know, when you're in a little bit of a tight situation and you want to kind of go up and drop down and not have it go too far. Obviously, drivers for the long distance. And they take a little finesse about, well, how far does this go before it's a problem or does it roll off the edge? And you have to kind of get used to to yeah. all of that. But um, um, so a little bit of backspin on your wedge, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Putting similar. Uh, you got to figure out, you know, how much to pull back. It's like a little elastic band kind of control system. And you have six holes, is it, I believe, per? Six, it's uh, six per five? day, five per day. Five or six? Five. I think you're right about five. Yeah, five's right. Uh, some are hard, some are easy, some are deceptively hard. <laughs> um, you know, all that. The challenge is definitely there. And uh, this thing is yet to, like, show me an ad or do anything like that. I don't know how they're yeah. getting their money. Yeah. Um, but when you're done, you copy your score, you paste it, it tells... Uh, with a color code, which hole took you what, how many, how many par to get in there, or how many uh, shots to get in there, mm-hmm. and you compare it with your friends. And I'm surprised how much, how how competitive I've been. Wooju Man, Wooju Man yeah. is the is the guy in our thing that kills everybody. He destroys everyone. Oh, really? Stars. Okay. Yeah, is really it in the good. Discord? I need to maybe need to hop in there. Yeah, there's a group in the. I think it's under the core group, but it's uh, probably it just says coffee golf score or something. It's uh, the, the, I don't know if you mentioned this, but the key thing is that you can do the holes in any order. So you can look around and say, oh, I can get to this one a lot easier because it doesn't have trees in front of it. Right. Um, or this one over here is a little shorter, a little, I can wedge right up to this one kind of thing. But it is, uh, um, it, like that gives you that really is where the challenge is. It's like, oh, what order should I do these in? Cause you don't want to like set yourself to be super far from the last hole. Right. That's perfectly, that's a great point. And not only that, you can strategically go, well, if I choose to go these two first, that will put me in a better position for the flag over there because there's less trees from that angle that I will have to shoot at anyway. So there's a lot of, you can do a lot of like uh, uh, thinking ahead uh, to try to do it right. One of the biggest mistakes I think people make is, they don't realize how much the driver bounces. You know, when you use the driver, yes. you're going to get some real distance on it. So you got to like short it a lot, right? Like yeah, the approach, yeah. the approach part of golf matters a lot. Which in this is situation. which, especially when you've got holes that are on hills, you really got to think about. All right, if I use the driver, is it going to bounce in front and then land on the next level of that hill? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and then and then very careful use of the wedge. It can get a little wild. Like the the landing zone is like a little translucent cir- circle. And what that means is your ball really could hit any of that circle. Um, It won't hit right at the center of it. And so you want to be general about your drives, um, careful, but also still general about your wedges. And then putting is probably the easiest if you're in a good distance uh, uh, from the hole. But it's a really fun little strategic thing. I love the graphic style of it. It's so simple and cute, and yeah. just like it works, just it works perfectly for this kind of delivery. You don't have like a little thing going back and forth that you got to tap it right at the right moment to to mm-hmm. get it in, uh, 
get in the hole. Like you, almost, a, you almost expect like a little chibi looking link to come around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that vibe, a kind of old Zelda <laughs> link, link to the past kind of thing. <laughs> little thumbs up caddy going, woohoo. Yeah, woohoo. Yeah. It definitely has that vibe. But I'm really uh, quite in love with it. And it's fun to post those scores every day. Wooge Man in our, in our community is a freaking monster. Nice. I'm usually in the top two or three scores per day, but he is always beating everybody. Jeez. I think he's even done some streams about how he how what his method is. Oh, really? Is. Like yeah. his techniques and stuff? I yeah. might have to watch him. It's always fun, though, to be a part of a thing that's like kind of viral and happening like this. Yeah, yeah. So having a really good time with it. Again, it's called Coffee Golf. It is available on iOS and Android and uh, is free. And um, so far, a rad little thing that also doesn't expect you to hang around. You you, you play your, your holes and you get out. Yeah, your you first know? day you get bonus, like you get an extra... Uh, set of holes just so it's like oh you really like this well here we're going to give you some extra holes to play in. Mm-hmm. yeah Which plus it's really, good that's really nice. a good way to get tutorialized with it you know and yeah feel yeah, that, that is you know, it'll get you hooked because it's like oh oh now i get it oh this is fun and yeah those first those, that first round you're like i'm just trying to get that pink flag right now and it sucks and i think it deserves credit for being like like frame.wtf is an amazing fun what is this movie Wordle style game? Mm-hmm. Uh, guess the uh, guess the dot game is also great for guessing what a video game is. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I haven't played that yet, but I saw somebody posting their scores from that, and I I need to take a look at that. You would I, really oh. like it. It's really fun, and really? and I've gotten uh, really good at that. That one freaks me out because how good I am at getting it on the first frame. I'm not. I'm not. Really? I don't oh, do wow. that with the movie one. Wait, I, you mean on? Oh, I was gonna say on, uh, that's the video game one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the video cool. game one for whatever reason is really working well with me. But as far as the use cases of hey, Wordle's huge. Let's do a version of that. This feels like in a way the most unique and creative because they're like, well, what if it was a little mini golf game? Mm-hmm. Which doesn't mm-hmm. that feels antithetical to word games or or picture games or any of that it's like a different approach to sharing these scores and having a daily experience and i really respect it for that so anyway it's out there it's now available called coffee golf and i assume the, the name means just hey while you're having your coffee in the morning play yeah, this quick golf cup of game. coffee play a little golf this will now be added to my daily like do wordle send it to my little crazy neighbor group mm-hmm. it's crazy neighbor and a couple other people that are uh, neighbors and friends and then go in and do my coffee golf and probably post that to freaking Discord or something. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if Dan, maybe David like it. He's probably a golf guy, isn't he? He likes to golf. Yeah. He's not a play phone, a play apps on his phone guy, though. Oh, it's just bongs yeah. and golf in real life. I get it. Just bongs and golf. Bongs and golf. All it's right, Brian, let's hear about title. yours. I'm excited about yours because I have not heard what you're doing yet. So what do you got? Yeah, here? this is uh, kind of cool. So this, uh, when when I took Tina to the hospital and I was kind of just sitting there in the ER waiting for her to uh, get checked in, I'm like, I need something new to play. I'd been playing uh, that solitaire game I recommended a while back, which, which I still you know jump into every once in a while, but needed something, something else. And uh, I just basically went to the app store and said, all right, what's what's currently popular? And the first thing that popped up is this Monopoly Go game. Yeah. And I, you know, we we have our opinions. A lot of people in the Tadpool have differing opinions on Monopoly. Scott and I have differing opinions on the on the game. We both hate it when the game, <laughs> when any game takes four days to play. Yeah. And certainly Monopoly can do that. But yeah. um, what if uh, you took the regular game of Monopoly and kind of made it a little bit less uh, irritating for anybody? Um, and that's what this is. This is um, the, the goal of Monopoly Go is not to amass properties and things like that. It's to unlock 
new boards. And the boards aren't your like uh, Las Vegasopoly or Bostonopoly or things like that. They're things like Tokyo and uh, um, space and Western, <laughs> the Old West and stuff really? like that. That's cool. Yeah. And, and they don't change the properties on the board. It's still Tennessee, New York, St. James Place, St. Charles, etc. Um, it changes properties that you buy and upgrade separate from the board. So uh, you've got your board. And then you've got Tokyo, and you've got like six buildings in Tokyo that you that you unlock and build, and then improve as you make money in the game. You're you're basically rolling, uh, and you put it on auto roll. Uh, if you if you play this and you don't use auto roll, you're crazy. But you basically put it on auto roll. It rolls you around the board. When you land on a space, you collect some money from that. Um, if you've got friends. Um, and it automatically found friends who are playing. I'm playing with Cleo. I'm playing with uh, Vro Baby in the Tadpool Horde Curious. Um, quite a few people in the, the Tadpool who automatically are playing this too. And then it just automatically puts them on your board holding down a space. And if you land on that space, then you're basically taking money from their bank as well. The railroads do a bonus deal where you get to either go to their set of properties, their their Tokyo, their Old West, and take a swing with a um, a wrecking ball to one of their one of their buildings. And if you hit it, then you get uh, some more money out of their bank. Um, or they might have shields as you as you go around the board, you collect shields and you can keep a certain number of those at any given time. Um it sounds really complicated. It really, really isn't. It's basically like finish upgrading all your buildings and then you move on to the next board. Oh, this one's Old West. Now I got a Conestoga wagon and a old mining thing and a saloon. And I'm going to upgrade those three times because I had enough cash to do that. And then you just go around the board, around the board, around the board, and then make more money to upgrade those properties. Which token did you take, by the way? I was, I'm was i Top Hat, but okay. now I'm Cat because I unlocked Cat. <laughs> I think I'm going to start Top Hat because that is my inclination. I don't like the yeah, boat or Top the Hat's car. awesome. Yeah. yeah, Top Hat's good. Um, yeah, it is such an easy pick-up-and-play game. Yeah, there are things it tries uh, to make you buy. Uh, I think I've put in $1.99 into this game. If you if you just play it, you unlock dice. But that's, that's your currency in the game are mm-hmm. dice uh, rolls, and you just keep playing it. And you end up if you know you do this. Oh, look at that! You just unlocked fifty more rolls. Oh, here's a hundred more rolls for you just for doing this. And uh, uh, for whatever reason, it just kind of sits off in the background. I let it do its autoplay thing. And then it's like, oh, I can knock down some of Cleo's buildings, mm-hmm. which she's really pissed off at me about. I think. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, or do a money heist where you uh, flip tiles and try and get three of a certain kind. It's like that old match game thing where you you know you've got several different levels and you unlock all the the first one you unlock all the squares for is the prize you win um you can do so so much with this just as free to play so i encourage you to to check it out and and uh uh, have some fun with it i really like the uh the animation slash it's a little bit like the one i recommend it's got this great chibi kind of style yes a very simple a simplified monopoly board and just watching your little dude bounce around the board and some things are are raised and lowered and it's kind of cool um it uh uh, it's it's a it's a blast even my little hat says oh go ahead yeah go ahead oh graham cracker says i've been playing this pretty good game haven't spent any money and played quite a bit yeah nice 
This uh, my little hat is throbbing as it sits waiting for its move. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I know. Throbbing hat. Throbbing hat. It's a little bit weird. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'll play the hell out of that. That looks fun. Yeah, and a whatnot asks, uh, how do you get people as friends in this game? So, I've got people in here that that it automatically bashes their locations and stuff like that. I have not figured out. I've like tried to add Cleo as a friend using. Um, messenger facebook messenger since she's on this facebook thing as well um and that's not working so if anyone has an idea on this maybe let's let's chat about it in the core uh maybe create a core channel for monopoly go if there isn't one already maybe there is one maybe there are oh you know what did i see did i create one maybe you did (laughs) remember if i created one or not i've been thinking about creating one and uh you know in my drunken haze uh there's something about that sounds familiar because I'm in there every day, but I don't know if I saw it. But uh, um, let's see. does not look like I've created. I've thought about it, but I apparently have not created a Monopoly Go. Oh, you know what? I just asked about it in the core chat, so I'll create a Monopoly Go forum, and then we can, if we um, uh, people want to be friends in Monopoly Go, we'll figure out a way to do it. I think you probably just have to use phone numbers. Oh right. Oh, that make yeah. Or or they're part of your contacts or some weird something like that. Depending yeah. on what you sign up, like you can sign up with Facebook or uh, on iOS's case, you can use an Apple account. There's probably mm-hmm. a Google account on the Android version. So wherever your friends are, I guess is probably where some of those will be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that sounds great. There you go, yeah. Monopoly Go yeah. and uh, Coffee Golf. Yep. Those are your two big choices today. Yeah, I downloaded Coffee Golf to get, uh, already today, and I am hooked. It's great, it. right? Super it good. Is so fun. Share your scores in there because uh, it's very, okay. it's nice and competitive in there. I think. Oh, I will. I will, Scott. Uh, that is going to do it for today's programming. And uh, if you'd like to join us on Patreon, we wouldn't turn you down. Patreon.com/slash/tms. At the top of the show, I mentioned some names. And uh, those fine people are uh, could be like you. You could be like them. You could all be together in one place and support your favorite podcast. You'll never get commercials. You'll get pre-show content every day. You'll get couch parties like the one we just did. We did uh, the uh, first episode. I don't know what Disney Plus is making from us for doing this, but maybe nothing. <laughs> we watched the first episode of She-Hulk because I hadn't seen it and uh, yeah. enjoying it so far. So we're going to keep going on that route for a while. Uh, so watch for that. And uh, the video version that we do, if you can't be there live in the Discord when we do it, I do post that on the Patreon as well, so you get the whole thing afterward, even if you couldn't be there live, uh, both video and audio. So do check that out. Art in the Mail and other great monthly benefits. You just need to go check us out at patreon.com slash TMS and sign up today. By the way, quick note, if any patrons are out there who have been there for a while and like didn't get their Art in the Mail yet if they're on that level or hadn't seen the, the coffee level or something like that, let me know about it and we'll we'll get you hooked up. Um, I had a, We had a a period there where the warehouse where we do all of this out of had to move and we just want to make sure we didn't miss anybody. All right. So mm. if we missed anyone, we promise a, it wasn't on purpose and B we'd just love to make sure we get you caught up. So, uh, so let us know and send me a message either on discord or email or the contact page or whatever. You can find all that at frogpants.com slash TMS. All right, we're going to get out of here, Brian, we got to play a song and you have it and I don't. So what I are we doing? I have it. It's right here. Uh, which probably no surprise to you on this one. Uh, KT Data wrote in and said, Hello, Sandy and Bountiful. I'm here to request a little birthday song for someone who is near and dear to us all, one Mr. Scott Johnson. Scott, never stop being Scott, and thanks for creating this wonderful community. Hope you have an amazing birthday and maybe a few good firts, too. Signed, the dude that's been recording you guys at live events for 11-plus years, oh KT my Data. Goodness, KT Data, Kevin. Good Lord. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Yeah. Um, this is something 
brand new. Came out Friday, and um, I've been loving this. And there is a little bit of a Scott connection. Scott happens to like a show called Fargo, yeah. and uh, the guest lead singer on this uh, uh, track is one Patrick Wilson, who was in uh, season <laughs> two. Two? Yeah, two of Fargo. What, what the frick? He sings. Yeah, I didn't he know sings. This. He's apparently done a lot of Broadway. Uh, a lot of uh, musicals and stuff. He's he's apparently amazing, and he was also the owl in uh, Watchmen. And uh, that's right, did that nasty scene those... up there and that thing? That was gross. That's right. Always in the insidious stuff. Anyway, Patrick Wilson joining the band Ghost for a cover of Shakespeare's <laughs> Sisters. Stay. What? <laughs> Good luck with all that, folks. That's abs- birthday, absolutely wild to hear all that. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to play that now. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of the show. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you all then. If this world is wearing thin And you're thinking of escape I'll go anywhere with you Just wrap me up in chains But if you try to go alone Don't think I'll You better hope and pray that you make it.
Get more at frogpants.com. Yo, who ate all of my fries? I don't know. Yo, yo, who? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, who ate those fries, son? That's how the kids, that's how the kids talk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.